What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and today we're going to cut straight to the chase. We're going to get right to the point. We're going to be talking about the number one mistake that I see in Dynasty, whether that's on YouTube comments, on Twitter, in the Discord down below at the top of the description. Let's go. Thirsty, thirsty, trying to choose. I mean, I know I'm now, before we get into the video, if at any point in time during this video, you're fucking with the content, you're fucking with any of the words that I'm spitting out of my mouth, make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like, top of the description, join the Discord. We do mock drafts in there. We rate each other's dynasty teams. We help each other out. And it's just a spot where we just fuck around and bullshit, talk shop, and house this community that we're building on the Ron Stewart channel in one spot on the Discord. Today, we're going to be talking about stacking. Stacking in dynasty, I think because one, Dynasty players don't know how stacking works because they're not best ball players by heart. I've been, just to get my little credibility out there, I've been playing a lot of best ball. I got like 80 best ball teams. I've been reading up on all the Sean Siegel shit. I've been reading up on all of the established the run shit. I am balls deep in best ball. I'll link my best ball one-on-one video up here for any of you guys out there that like best ball that want to see like my intro to best ball type video. But in Dynasty, there's this big disconnect because people don't understand the benefits of it and what kind of downside or upside you're giving your team because i see things all the time of you know i passed on jamar chase because i already had mixon or i passed on jamar chase because i already had t higgins and the thing is is we want to be stacking these players and to let you guys know what stacking is in general let's say you clicked on this video you don't even know what stacking is it's just getting two or more players from the same team on your fantasy team so t higgins and jamar chase joe mixon and jamar chase that's just the Bengals example or like joe burrow and jamar chase and before we even talk about the number side of what what the benefit to stacking is let's take a step back let's look at the fluidity part of stacking and the biggest thing here is that we want to stay water my favorite thing in all of fantasy i've heard andy holloway say it, i've heard uh mike me up say it uh michael lou pro scout staying water you know bruce lee he says stay water in dynasty in fantasy football in general the more flexibility that you can endure the better off you'll be. In Dynasty, the biggest asset you can have is fluidity, in my opinion. I don't care if I have Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, and DeAndre Hopkins. If I'm in the rookie draft and Rondell Moore falls to me, I'm taking him. Before we even talk about the numbers, if that's beneficial, go get the value. Get the best player available, and if you hate the way your lineup looks come week one, you can trade. It's fucking June. Your rookie draft is in the spring, fellas. In the spring. We're picking these rookie... Like, let's say you have four Cardinals and you do not want to rock with that. Get Rondell Moore. You have to understand, here's the thing. In order to ever win a dynasty league, you need to be trading a bunch. If you ever plan to win, you need to bet on yourself. Get that value and you're basically placing a bet. Okay, I'm going to get the best value possible and I'm betting on myself to now move that player before week one. If you yourself cannot trade a player away within a four month time frame, then you're never going to win a dynasty league. That That's just the bottom line. So you have to understand that you, you need to be super fluid. All your players need to be interchangeable. If you have four players from the same team, just, just be open to trading them away. Remember, until week one, nothing is locked in. I, we can make a million moves over the offseason. And matter of fact, you should make a million moves on, in the offseason. Your roster should look out of place. You should have maybe zero quarterbacks and six running backs. You should just be having your team as a portfolio of stored value because when your team looks out of place zero quarterback six running backs it means everyone's gonna be trying to hit you up to trade you're gonna be trading and that's what you want you want as many trades as possible because the more trades that you make the more value you accrue so even if if you don't like having uh rondell moore chase edmonds kyler murray d hop on the same team at least bet on yourself to be able to move them away before the season starts and it's it's crazy i like i've literally seen people pass on brandon Ayuk for amari cooper because they have kittle already like bro 
that is simply suboptimal. Like that's not what you should be doing. Just get best player available, go from there. I've seen productive struggle teams, even productive struggle teams that are punting year one, care about owning too many players on the same team. If you don't care about winning in year one, then what do you care? And I, and I want to make it clear. Okay, let's say you have Rondo Moore and DeAndre Hopkins and you're in your train of thought, only one of these wide receivers can be great. That's not true at all. We've seen T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. That's not proof yet, but they're both going to be great. We've seen Julio and Calvin Ridley. We've seen Julio and Roddy White. We've seen Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Two players on the same team, even in a dynasty sense. If you just want to say, okay, I get that your best ball stacks work or whatever, but in dynasty, there can only be one true alpha dog in every offense. That can't that can't be less true. And on top of that, these are deeper leagues. We got nine to twelve starting players in a lot of these leagues. If you have the more starting spots you have, the more having players on the same team hurts you less. You know what I mean? If it, let's say it's one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex, like a standard league, then that's pretty tough to have four guys on the same team. But if you have twelve starting spots and they're all skill position players having 20% of them on the same team isn't a big deal. But that's the end That's the end of my rant in terms of just philosophy and dynasty. Let's talk about the upside by the numbers. And the idea of stacking is to maximize your upside. And when we play dynasty, if you if you play dynasty for a while now, you know these championship teams are loaded. Like Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley. There's teams out there that look like that. That's the kind of stuff that you need to either own or beat in these leagues to win a championship. And when you have that kind of competition for the first place prize, you need every little edge you can get and having that that super high upside from stacking actually gives you a better chance to win your championship. So what's pretty crazy is a lot of people stay away from stacking and I'm not only trying to stay, say that stacking isn't bad, but it's something that you should actually be aiming to go do. And what we have to understand is that stacking is a it's a correlated bet. So if you have Russell Wilson and he goes off, you can now expect a boom week from DK Metcalf. They, they're both, they're one in the same. They're, they're the same outcome. But let's say Russ goes off and you have Justin Jefferson instead. Justin Jefferson gives you a zero and then you waste a Russell Wilson boom week. So if Russell Wilson goes off for 25, Justin Jefferson gives you zero and you lose that week. Well, if you had DK Metcalf, it's going to be on the same page as Russ. And now you're winning that week. When your quarterback and wide receiver aren't on the same page, you're probably going to lose a little bit more often. That's kind of the benefit of stacking. And this is an example of one of the best stacks you can do. You want to aim for a quarterback and his wide receiver one or wide receiver two. Now, shout out to the Rotoviz Stack Explorer. It's one of their tools over at Rotoviz. Rotoviz, for any of you guys out there, they're like, they're not even uh, sponsoring me. Like, I don't even have a sponsor, but Rotoviz, they got cool shit on there. And they have a tool that can show you the type of stacks in best ball leagues and the win rate that that gives you. So I put in quarterback back with either their wide receiver one or wide receiver two and you get a jump from a normal 8.1% win rate so that's what the all others tab they jump up to 8.7% and 8.8%. That jump from 8.1 to 8.7 is a 7.4% increase in win rate. And this is what Dynasty is all about. It might not seem like much, but you got to win on the edges. The winning on the edges and winning on the margins is how you create dynasties over the long run. And if you want to get a little bit more over the top by not just stacking QBs and pass catchers, let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's say you want a quarterback with multiple pass catchers and multiple pass catchers without a quarterback. So now we're looking at wide receiver, wide receiver, or quarterback wide receiver wide receiver and sean siegel who's literally like one of the the pure ogs of fantasy the guy he literally sat down and made the zero running back draft strategy he's genuinely a legend and he did a really good job in this article highlighting the benefit of stacking so he goes over the idea of contemplating stacking debo samuel kittle and iuke and if it's a doable strategy in 2019 or 2021 and it's it's a really good like kind of window in to the thought process behind going deeper into stacks like that so so three pass catchers uh two pass catchers and a quarterback and he found that if you stacked debo and kittle in 2019 when they were both healthy it was an optimal strategy so stacking a tight end and wide receiver in the same offense increased your win rate and as you can see the stack with debo 
was the most effective. So these stacks don't even have to be, they don't have to just be quarterback and pass catcher. You can have two pass catchers on the same team. So Jamar Chase and T Higgins is actually something you should be aiming for. So when you get those two players on the same team, you're still capturing that same upside, even without the quarterback. It's not as effective, but it's not something you should be running away from. And then where Sean Siegel gets a little bit deeper is he goes one step further. So now instead of testing Debo and Kittle, he goes with the Debo Kittle Ayuk stack. So that's going to be wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and tight end one. So three pass catchers and then quarterback and two pass catchers. When I mean pass catchers in general, uh, pass catchers going to be your skill position player. So running back, wide receiver, tight end, mainly wide receiver and tight end, but you can also slip run, running back in there if you want. And across the board, he found that these stacks had a higher win rate, not just the 49er stacks, but across every team, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and a tight end one and a quarterback wide receiver and wide receiver. I feel like I'm saying wide receiver wrong now that I've said it a million times, but this is where we're at. So as you can see by the win rates, we have 8.8% for the wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, and then 9% for the quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver. So completely blowing all others out of the water. And now we know in general, we can go three pass catchers deep on a dynasty team if we wanted to. And with these win rates, we actually should probably be looking to do that. We should be trying to get quarterback with two of his pass catchers or three pass catchers in the same offense to, to maximize our upside. And I want to make it clear, obviously you don't want to go get Travis Fulgham, Devonta Smith and Jalen Raker. But if you want to go and get like Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb and Blake Jarwin, that's a great idea. But I, I do want to make it clear that three wide receivers of the stay away. We'll get, we'll get to that in a second. But if we want to take it a little bit further, get really extreme quadruple stacks. Let's take a look at what quadruple stacks are. I tested or what quadruple stacks are effective. And I tested quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end. And then I tested wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end. And it's a mixed bag here. I think that this is kind of where we find that, that value cliff. The quarterback and three pass catchers had a huge advantage while the four pass catchers had a negative effect on their teams. And you can see this by the win rates. It's clearly much lower on the one with four pass catchers. And what can we take from this information? Well, we know that now four pass catchers is the value cliff. Three is the absolute max. You don't want to go for four pass catchers. So three, we're talking running back, wide receiver, tight ends. So if you do have four players from the same team, one of them needs to be a quarterback or else now, now you're looking to move one of those four pass catchers before week one. That's when you should have red lights on. Not, not two pass catchers, but once you're at four, that's when it's a little rough. And I also want to make it clear, I am definitely uh targeting if i'm win now i'm targeting the quarterback wide receiver quarterback wide receiver wide receiver like the three stacks i'll be honest with you quadruple stacks i'm not really aiming for because now your downside is huge if that offense flames out like the cowboys imagine last year you go dak zeke amari and cd you're you're kind of fucked by like week four when dak goes down so you're really susceptible to injury you're really risky when you do quadruple stacks i'm just saying that if you if you end up finding yourself in a quadruple stack i wouldn't be forcing myself to trade one of them away it's it's a it's a fine strategy it's not something that i'm aiming for i will say that i would be aiming for something like mahomes tyree kill ceh and kelsey that, that's something that i'd, I'd be willing uh, i'd be i'd be pretty interested in that like a chiefs quadruple stack or a cowboys quadruple stack that's not bad again i'm not aiming for that because that's a little bit over the top but we know four is the max four pass catchers are no go three pass catchers is fine quarterback two pass catchers is also fine so some rules of thumb to take away from this video on a contending team your quarterback should be stacked with the top target of his two pass catchers is fine so chase and t higgins is absolutely fine three pass catchers is the absolute max and it, it doesn't need a qb to be useful you can still do wide receiver wide receiver and tight end but i will say once you get to three pass catchers you want to be aware of overlapping stuff once we get to this area you don't want to have more than one running back in the stack you don't want to have more than one tight end in the stack and you don't want to have more than two wide receivers in the stack once you get to three wide receivers two tight ends two running backs then you're getting a little bit od over the top and that's when everything comes collapsing now to be clear i'm going to be aiming for those small stacks quarterback one or two pass catchers everything else i'm not targeting but if it comes to me like the value comes to me and it's there 
I'll take it. I'm not steering away from those kinds of snacks. And I might even ride into the season with them. Like if I, if things shake out in a startup where I go Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, I'm chilling. I'm not trading any of them. If I go Lance, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, I'm probably still chilling and probably riding that out because that's a Kyle Shannon offense. That sounds like some fun. And look, if it doesn't work out and shit kind of hits the fan in week one, you're like, oh, I don't, I really don't like this team construction. Okay. Uh, trade away Debo Samuel, trade away Kittle. You can trade away these players. Everything is so fluid in Dynasty. The whole point of this video is I want everyone to understand that you can be really flexible in Dynasty and you want to be really flexible. Don't shy away from stacking. Don't be like, oh, oh shit, I'm not gonna take this player because I already have two uh, bangles. Just stay fluid. Even if you don't wanna roster three bangles, let's say Mixon comes to you at value in the sixth round, push the button on Mixon and trade him later if you don't want him. Take the value, stay flexible. You don't need your roster ready until week one. If you have six players from the same team after the startup, don't feel like you need to offload one of those guys that very instant. You have four months to go offload those players or like three months, what we're in June, July, August, September, three to four months to offload these players. And you're gonna be absolutely fine. Just don't, don't pass up on value because you already have too many players on the same team. Also don't sell at a loss because you have too many players from the same team. But anyways, I just wanted to clear up some things about the stigma dynasty players have with having too many players on the same team on their dynasty team. It's completely fine. You, like I said, when you go into week one, you wanna cut that down to a, a triple quadruple stack, something like that. But these rosters are fluid. You can make trades at any time. Don't feel like you're locked into anything take value and move on I, I don't care if i have four chiefs if someone wants to give me tyree kill for literally one first at value i will take that and then flip something else so always just be open just have open arms for all the value in dynasty and that's how you're going to win championships and as always you can follow me at ron store underscore on twitter i might do a thread on this i don't know it's kind of like conceptual kind of philosophical in this bitch so i don't know what i'm going to do but i had fun making this video shout out rotoviz for their tools make sure you go down below subscribe leave a like and if you want this kind of thinking in your dynasty rankings make sure you go down below check the patreon in the description man i got my dynasty tiers in there i got a bunch of Really cool stuff for the patrons. They all love it. And as always, you can follow me at Ron Store underscore on Twitter. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Or actually, I'm going to say before I go before I go off, thank you guys so much. We're at like, we're, we might hit 1.3K subscribers by the time that I post this video. But it's been a lot of fun creating content for you guys. Let me know what else you guys want. If there's something else like this where there's a, a concept in Dynasty that you're kind of uh, iffy about, you know, I don't know how many running backs you should roster, how many wide receivers you should roster, something like that. Let me know. And I'm going to be squeezing as much Dynasty content as I can right now before redraft season really picks up because then we're going to kind of put Dynasty on the back burner for a month or two, and then we're going to come right back to it. But anyways, man, I love you guys. You guys show crazy support to me, man. It, it really does. You guys really do mean the world to me. And I mean that off no soft shit. Like you guys, you guys are dope as hell. Um, but as always, for like the third time, I feel like I've said that. I'll see you guys in the next one. How's it feel to be you? Yo, no say. I ain't really been myself since Pride passed. I ain't really need to need that shop class. I ain't really been weak since Pop Smash. I'm a genius, a motherfucking Pop Smash. Hit since a Master Jack and Lindsay. Why he can't make me pay?